North South Connection Podcast Network on YouTube. Welcome. Here we go. Uh, I thought JT and Ryan did a really great job with their Royal Rumble winners uh, tier list. It's been a while since I put together one of these. So here we go. This one's going to be a bit different. It's going to be a tier list of the Iron People of the Royal Rumble. And <laughs> I was going to say Iron Man at first, but then we're going to be dealing with some one from the Women's Royal Rumble. And I want to be inclusive because that's me. Uh, inclusive Aaron, if you want to, Aaron D. Inclusive, if you want. So uh, Iron People, we're going to start, I'm going to do it in chronological order, otherwise I'm going to get messed up. But as you can see, we've got our um, S tier, A tier, B tier, D tier. We got 42 Iron People to deal with. So let's get right into it. Number one from 1988 is Brett the Hitman Hart. He comes in at number one in the Rumble. He lasts 25-42, one elimination, which is Tito Santana, and eventually he's tossed by Don Morocco, and he finishes 13th out of 20, which doesn't seem great. But I actually think this is pretty—it's a pretty decent um, Iron Man run because he's a really good stabilizer for the whole event. So I, I think this Rumble—I mean, it's the first one, so they're trying things out, right? And the way they kind of spread out their stars. It, you know, Jake is really important to this rumble because he's the most over guy in it. But Brett is like the worker in it that kind of meshes it all together. Um, he has this great feud with Santana throughout. He eventually gets him out with Neidhart. I'm going to put this in B. I don't think it's great, but it's not bad. And I think it helps the match. In 1989, uh, we're dealing now with Mr. Perfect. He comes in at number four and um, he lasts 27.58. Only one elimination, Demolition Axe, before getting tossed by Hulk Hogan, and he's finished 20th. He's an interesting case, too, because he's really bouncy, and he's one of these guys that you want to see get put out all the time. Uh, but I just don't think it's super eventful for what this Rumble is. So I'm going to put it in C. Uh, it's not, Again, it's not bad. None of these are really bad. I'm sure I'll get to some bad ones. But... Um, Perfect does do a very good job here, I think. He does a very good job. So now we're looking at 1990, and it's Ted DiBiase who comes in at number one. He lasts 44-47. He's got four eliminations. He tosses Coco Beware, Marty Jannetty, Earthquake, and Jim Neidhart. Thrown out by the Ultimate Warrior, so he finishes 13th. Um, he's one of these ones that I think if they weren't going for that uh, Hogan Warrior moment. He probably would have lasted till the end, but they needed to clear everybody out. So he got out a bit earlier. He would have lasted even longer. Uh, what I love about this run is it's clearly the punishment from the year before. And I think they worked that into the storyline where in 89, he bought the um, 30th position. And so this year they're like, oh no, fuck it. You're going first and you're going to outlast everybody. So it's one thing to, and, and I think as we go forward in this, we'll see there's guys that are in there for a long time and um, don't do a hell of a lot. That's not the case here. What Ted DiBiase does incredibly well in this run is um, he makes the fans bite on all of his near eliminations. My my contention with Royal Rumbles has always been the best book Royal Rumbles always have in the ring it is either a bad guy you really want to see get eliminated or a good guy you really don't want to be eliminated, right? And I think in this Rumble, 1990 Rumble is one of my favorites. So I got to go high with this one. Um, it's not my favorite because of him, although I think you can't help but you can't help but give him some credit for the um what he brings to the match. So I'm gonna put Teddy Biasi in 1990 at A level. Uh, maybe he'll move up to S, I'm not sure, but um 
But yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Uh, it's a fantastic run. Now, let's go to 1991. 1991 is uh, one of my favorites. And so I think the 91 Rumble is not a great Rumble. However, I think there's an all-time great uh, performance in it. And it's by this man, uh, Rick Martel, who comes in at number six. He uh, lasts 52 minutes and 17 seconds. He eliminates Saba Simba, Hawk, Jim Neidhart. But most importantly... He eliminates Jake the Snake Roberts, who he was feuding with at the time. He's finally thrown out by the British Bulldog right near the end. Uh, he basically finishes fifth in this thing. And look, this is the template for this is the template for how an Iron Man should be. Only four eliminations. That's not the end of the world. But what I love about this run is he's involved the entire time. He's always doing some fucking sneaky bullshit. He, there's one moment where when he eliminates Jake. He gets kind of knocked up to the apron and then he kind of sneaks his way around the pole. He has to do this dance around the pole. And then he sneaks back behind Jake and pulls his hair and pulls him out. I love that shit. And then laughs. He laughs and roars at him. So for me, um, this is exactly what an Iron Man run should be. He's involved throughout. And by the end, we, we are, people are screaming for him to be eliminated. I think he did so well in this role, in this run, that um, he, I think he could conceivably have won the event because it, it's hard to it's hard to think about this now. But back then, in 1991, it wasn't the it, it wasn't the winner of the Rumble that went on to the title match at Mania. For those of you who don't, I mean, I'm sure most of you know this, but it only started in 93. 92 was the title, and 93 was when the, the title shot was on the line, and then it went from there. 91, that's what ended up happening. Hogan won. And then he got the title shot. But it wasn't because of that. I think it, we were going that direction anyway. He's going to avenge the warrior, brother. Hulk Hogan needs to avenge the warrior, brother. Um, but so because Martel was on like the run of his life with Jake, I think a win here might have been really interesting. I haven't placed him yet. He's going an S. I, I really believe this is an incredible performance. And for anyone to tell you that like Rick Martel's run, or Rick Martel's not a good wrestler because I, Martel's a tricky one as the model because – I think he really kind of grounded his style. He was a great babyface, but as a heel, he grounded his style a lot more. Um, and so, I don't know. Like, this is really good evidence that he's really great at the little stuff. Uh, look, 92 is easy. It's Ric Flair. Come on. It's an S tier. 60 minutes, two seconds, five eliminations. David Boy Smith, Kerry Von Eric, Big Boss Man, Randy Savage, and Sid just this. And he won the thing. And... Look, it's still the best Royal Rumble appearance of all time for many reasons. Uh, I'm not going to break that mold at all. But uh, great stuff from Ric Flair. 93! Uh, coming in at number two, Bob Backlund. Breaks Flair's record uh, at 61 minutes and 10 seconds. Only one elimination. Rick Martel late in the match. He's thrown out by Yokozuna. And he finishes third. And what I love about this run... So this, this run is an interesting one because he comes into silence. No one gives a shit about Bob Acklin in January 1993. However, by the end, the crowd is all in on him. And you can tell when he tosses Martel, it's the moment of the match. Because he does a lot of great things. You get the dream matches with DiBiase and Flair. And I think he, does he wrestle Lawler? I think he wrestles Lawler in it too for a little bit. But he, he's fun to watch because he's that old guy, right? But he throws out Martel. He kind of like powers him out over his shoulder. And um, <laughs> the crowd goes fucking crazy. And you see that he kind of looks out of the corner of his eye. And it's like he hasn't heard those cheers in like 10 years. Uh, but 
it kind of really was neat that it encapsulated. Obviously, Vince saw something. Vince Senior saw something in this guy to give him the title for six years, and that was it. It was right there in that moment. Um, I just don't think he's super active enough to really go super high. I'm going to put him at a B tier, just ahead of Brett, uh, because I. I Look, 93 Royal Rumble is a terrible rumble. I think it's really poorly booked. They get rid of the the, the, the over guys too early. But I can't fault Backlund's appearance. I think he's ex- exceptional. 94 is a bit of a sneaky one. Um, it's one of those ones where there's not really a clear uh, Iron Man. You don't come out of it thinking, wow, this guy lasted a long time. And those are fine because they still count. Um, but this Iron Man is, uh, he comes in at number 14. It's Bam Bam Bigelow. He lasts 30 minutes and 12 seconds. He eliminates five guys, Diesel and Crush, his heels that he teams up with, Doink, Mabel, and Tatanka. He's tossed by Lex Luger, and he finishes seventh. Uh, my, my, my favorite moment of Bam Bam's in this match is when Crush and uh, Diesel are pounding on Doink. They're just kicking the shit out of Doink. And they see Bam Bam comes in, and they're like, oh, man, our buddy Bam Bam has been feuding with Doink. So they kind of back off and are just like, go ahead, my friend destroy this fucking clown and he does he he just obliterates him and i love it now he turns on diesel and crush and throws them but he, he's good here he's really good um he's a solid part of the match my problem with the run is that it's good and the 94 rumble is very good but he's not the memorable part of it i i remember the tie obviously you remember brett you remember lex before this you remember diesel and you also remember, I think you come out of this one. If you watch this one now, you come out of this one really liking Shawn Michaels' performance in it too. So it's hard with Bam Bam here. Um, I do think he's good. I'm going to put him in C. Uh, but I, I appreciate it, and I think it's good. It might move up. We'll see how it goes. 95, we have two. Two, two, two. Two to deal with. So let's go with the runner-up in the Rumble. Number two, Davy Boy Smith. He uh, lasts 38 minutes and 41 seconds. He eliminates four guys. The Doctor of Desire, Jimmy Del Rey, Owen, Owen Hart, uh, Timothy Well, Timothy Well, yeah, and Crush. I can never get Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn, or is it Timothy Dunn and Stephen Well? I think it's Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn and Crush. But Dave Boy throws him out. Um, it's going to be controversial. Davy Boy lying on his back in this picture is going in D tier because this is the worst Royal Rumble of all time, and he's a big part of it. And I don't... It sucks because I'm coming down hard on him for this, but the rumble sucks. It's poorly booked and he's not exciting. And he's not an exciting, as exciting a second option. Like Luger's in the match, the better second option. So let's deal with the other Iron Man from 95. Shawn Michaels, um, same time, 38-41, but he has eight eliminations. So he eliminates Davey at the end. He eliminates Duke Drossy, Dr. Tom, uh, Bushwhacker Luke, Jacob Blue, Butch, Lex Luger, and Aldo Montoya. Those are all the people he's throwing out. But, and I mean, look, as I move the picture up, you'll see it's, it's, it's one of the most famous shots, right? It's when he's kind of hanging on and his feet are waving and that's incredible. The rest is boring as fuck. He's going in C tier. And I know that sounds insane because he wins this thing, but when the match is as bad as it is, and he is the big performer, he's given all the time, he's given all the eliminations and he's not able to elevate it any more than that. I got to put him there. All right, 96, another one of my favorites, um, Hunter Hurst Helmsley, who enters at number one. He lasts 48 minutes and four seconds, and he has one elimination, uh, which is uh, 
Uh, he, he eliminates Takao Omari, but with Jake the Snake Roberts. He's finally tossed out by Diesel, and he finishes 12th. To me, this is the first Iron Man on the list where I can think he does nothing. Yeah, he so he does he, he does similar things to Teddy DiBiase, right? That like when Teddy DiBiase is getting tossed out, he's constantly making his move back, he's hanging on, he's doing this, he's doing that. I like that, I appreciate that. I think that's very strong. But because he's not as over as DiBiase was in 1990, where DiBiase is one of the most hated heels on the roster, here he's kind of a lukewarm heel. None of it kind of clicks. So I don't think his work is bad, but I think you take this out and no one gives a shit. So as of yet, we are looking at the worst one. I think it's a D tier and it's the worst one. 1997. Number five, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He lasts 45 minutes and seven seconds. Ten eliminations. Uh, he eliminates first Phineas Godwin, then Bart Gunn, Jake the Snake. He also eliminates Revelations. That <laughs> gets lost when he. Th you can't see it, but it's when um, I think it's it's the one hard. I forget who's coming out after when Jake gets tossed. Um, they go to the the entranceway where someone's coming out, and if you look in the background, <laughs> Steve Austin has picked up the sack and has thrown it at uh, at Jake, and it lands on his head. I've never seen a snake thrown at another man before. So that was special. He also eliminates Owen Hart, Mark Merrow, uh, Savio Vega, Jesse James, the real double J. And he finishes the thing by eliminating Vader and Undertaker at the same time and Bret Hart. He wins, sort of. Um, but this is a huge coming out party for Steve Austin. Not that the 96 match with Bret Hart wasn't. Um, I thought that was some very incredible wrestling. But this, if you watch this, this match, this is all the character stuff. The looking at the watch, the push-ups, the trash talk, the, the face when Brett comes out. There's just so much good here. And unlike some other uh, Iron people we've seen before, he's active. He's active the entire time. Um, to me, this is an all-timer. I think this Rumble's an all-timer. I'm going to put it second behind Flair for now. Um, but, you know, if I may, like, I would give... I would give the 97 Rumble another shot. I know it's the one where you're kind of like, well, you know, it's the one with all the, the luchadors in it and they're not over, but they're not that, there's only like six of them, right? I know that seems like a lot of the field, right? But the, the, the impressive thing with 97 is by the time you get to the end, when you get to the end, there's like six conceivable winners. Like you could see them putting the win on Meraki Maivia. Like you could see it, you know? And he's like seventh or eighth, you know? I think it's just a really well-booked rumble. And if you like Steve Austin's performance, if you think Steve Austin's performance is an all-time performance, it's so dominant in a way that Rick Martel's isn't. In fact, I'm going to move Rick Martel down now as a consequence of that because I feel there's just too big a gap. He's at the head of the age. But it's so dominant and such at the forefront of the story of the match that you, I don't think you can not like the match as much as you like his performance. 98. He comes in at number four. Um, he is... The one and only The Rock. If you see this picture, I only got a picture of his ass. Uh, I got a picture of his ass here, and that's fine. I like his ass. It's good. He's not Mr. Ass. Um, he gets the trash town on his head. getting punched. He's a bit of an underwhelming um, – he's a bit of an underwhelming Iron Man because you go into it thinking, oh, shit, he's in there for 51 minutes and 32 seconds. He eliminates Kurgan with a lot of people, Ken Shamrock and Farouk, and he's the runner-up. So you're expecting, whoa, he's really going to dominate this thing. He doesn't. He's he's on the ground a lot. It's a lot of resting. I need the iron people to be more 
Iron people is so bad. I'm going to say Iron Man, and we're going to put it for men and women. I'm no longer Aaron D. Inclusive. The D is for definitely not inclusive. Um, I'm just disappointed by this run, and it makes me sad because 51, 51 minutes of The Rock should be amazing. Like He's not the Iron Man in 2001. He's close, but he's not. But the performance is way better. So I'm going to put him, and it might be a bit controversial, at the head of the seas for now. Um, just because I think it's a letdown. 99, again, we have two. Uh, so let's go with the runner-up first. Uh, and that is uh, the person who came in number one, which is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, 56 minutes and 38 seconds. Eight eliminations. Golga, Ken Shamrock, Billy Gunn, Test, Boss Man, Triple H, Owen, and China. I have to mention before I go on further, The Rock, when he fucking low blows Shamrock and throws him out in 98 is the best it's his character in a platter. So back to 99 in Austin, he eliminates all those people. He clotheslines the fuck out of China uh, and triple H. He really nails triple H too, but he's eliminated with Vince McMahon by Vince McMahon with some help with the rock. And he's the runner up. So it's hard to gauge this one too, because the first five minutes where Austin is beating up Vince McMahon um, is the hottest Royal Rumble moment ever. Maybe the crowd is losing their shit. But then he goes away. He goes away for half the match. And that's the problem with this match. And then for like 20, like, uh, you know, Austin and Vince come in one and two. And I don't think you get Kane to like 16. Like you get nothing until 16. That's a long period. Then Austin comes back and he's good when he comes back, but he's not a true Iron Man. And because he's not a true Iron Man, he's got to go in the D tier at the top. Um, I'm going to throw Vince there too, who is the winner. Same time, 56-38. He only eliminated one person, uh, which was Steve Austin. Uh, I'm going to put him right beside Steve Austin because at the very least with um, <laughs> at the very least with Vince, you get him at the end on commentary. And I know maybe this doesn't count, but I love him on commentary in this thing because what the best part about Vince, number one, he takes the fucking beating at the start like a champ. Like he gets the shit stomped out of him. He doesn't know what he's doing. And it's 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 such a cathartic beating. It's really great. But then when he comes back after Austin's been eliminated, he sits down for commentary. He's being all arrogant. And then when Austin comes back, he starts to sweat. And that's the best. It's, it's the best when he starts to sweat because he'll say things because there's a bounty on Austin. Doesn't anybody want the $100,000? Like he, he's incredulous that no one's throwing him out. Uh, and it really adds a ton to the match. The match is terrible as a consequence, but it's the match is not a, a terrible because of Vince or because of like, because of Vince, I guess, but not because of Vince's performance in the match. Um, it's it's a terrible because of the booking. The booking is terrible. There's too much space. There's not enough stars for the whole thing. So it is what it is. Um, 2000. Who's the uh, can, if you could remember it off the top of your head, I'd be impressed because the Iron Man for 2000, he comes in at number 10. His name is Test. Test. This is a test. Uh, test, test, this is a test. Dum diddy dum diddy diddy dum dum diddy dum diddy dum diddy diddy dum dum. You you get the idea. Any any <laughs> any single uh podcast with uh, JT, you know you're hearing that song at least once in the podcast, right? So you're hearing it now. That's my buddy JT. Um, but unfortunately I won't be dancing about test anymore. Uh, because this is a really bad run. He, as an Iron Man, he lasts 26 minutes and 17 seconds, which isn't very long. They should have just had Rikishi be the Iron Man and be there till the end, but whatever. Or Jericho, 
But in that 26 minutes, he has one elimination, which is Rikishi, but it's test with like six other guys that throw at Rikishi. And then he's tossed by Big Show. He finishes 14th. 2000 Rumble is – the show is great, right? Because you get that the Triple H Cactus Jack match. You get the tables match. Um, it's really fun. It's a, it's a fun show, and it gets remembered fondly. But the Rumble is low-key bad. And it's low-key bad because it's almost like they can't decide who they want to be the star of the match. Because in a Royal Rumble match, in theory – I mean – I'm sure it's more than I'm saying here, but in theory, you have the chance to make three stars, right? The winner, the Iron Man, and the guy who throws out the most, um, the most people. So like 94 is a great example. Um, you make Brett and Luger, I guess Luger, but Brett, Brett is really kind of solidified there. Not that he wasn't made before, but this is where he's really the top face in the company. You, uh, you, you solidify Diesel and save his job because he threw out the most guys. I know we have Bam Bam as the uh, as the Iron Man, but I think you could throw Michaels in there. Like he kind of legitimized himself in there too. So you have that opportunity here. And when you when you step back at the 2000 Rumble, did they make a star with the winner? No, Rock was already a star, and then they kind of reversed the win. Did they make a star by the person who throws the most guys out, Rikishi? No, because you don't remember him throwing the guys out. You remember the dance, which is an all time moment, but it's not the same. And then the Iron Man, you can't even remember who the Iron Man is because he's not in there that long. So I think this so far with Test as the Iron Man is the worst one we've seen. So it's going in the D tier. Uh, 2001 is a different story, though. And it's not from someone you'd expect. Uh, 2001, at number six, Kane comes in. This fucker lasts, he's burnt, and he lasts 53 minutes and 46 seconds. Imagine having your flesh seared and you're in there sweating for 53 minutes. Sets the record for eliminations. Now, Look, there's some pretty weak eliminations here, right? Raven, Al Snow, Saturn, Steve Blackman, Grandmaster Sexay, the Honky Tonk Man, Taz, Albert, Crash, Holly, and Scotty Too Hottie. Uh, but he does eliminate one big main eventer, and that's The Rock. And he's tossed by Austin. He's the runner-up. But he makes it interesting at the end. He really does, right? And so much so that Austin has to use the, ta the chair. Austin's all busted up because he had the fight with Triple H. So there's some real great drama going on there. And Kane is super active throughout. So Kane normally, and, and it's the thing that bugs me about the announcers, is when Kane or Big Show come out, they'll be like, oh my God, who could ever throw this person out? And it's always like, well, everybody does every year. Like they never win. This was the year he could have won. Now, it wouldn't have made sense for him to go fight for the title, but... I thought he was really great and really active. So for Kane here, and I was just talking about the three stars. Well, they gave him two, right? So I'm going to put him ahead of Teddy DiBiase in A tier, which I think is interesting. I, I don't know if I would have guessed that at the start, but he's in there longer than Teddy DiBiase even. 2002, again, another one where it's not too sure, but it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, he comes in at number 19. He uh, is in there for 26 minutes and 46 seconds. Uh, seven people he throws out. Christian, Chuck. Chucky, uh, Saturn, Venus, Test, the Hurricane, and Booker T. So not really big guys. He's tossed by Kurt Angle and Mr. Perfect, and he finishes fourth. Um, so pretty crazy that he's in the final four, and, and he's the first one out. Um, there was no way he was winning this thing with Triple H coming back. Triple H was the king, so he didn't want to make him look too long. But he, you know, he wasn't there a good amount. He eliminated the most people. Uh, it's just not memorable. Like, so you got to balance this one, right? This one's a tough balance because on one hand, 
I like the 2002 Rumble a lot. I think it's great. But you don't remember him a lot in it, Austin. You remember Undertaker. You remember Triple H winning. You remember Mr. Perfect coming back. You remember Goldust coming back. Um, is this the Hurricane one? Yeah, you remember the Hurricane spot. So I guess you remember Austin here. But it's not like you're like, wow, Austin lasted a long time. So it's balancing. I love the match. Austin's the Iron Man, so he must have contributed to it, right? The same way DiBiase did. But he's completely forgettable. I think this is probably fair in the back end of the seas, but we'll see. 2003. Uh, 2003 is a, is, a, is a sneaky good one. And number two, Chris Jericho comes in. Um, before I talk about what he does, he lasts 39 minutes. He eliminates six guys. And uh, listen to the guys he eliminates. Tommy Dreamer, whatever. Tajiri, whatever. Tajiri's great, but whatever. Christian, good. Edge, Rey Mysterio, and Shawn Michaels. He's thrown out by test pretty early, finishes 17th. I think this one's pretty sneaky good. I don't know how high I can conceivably put it. I, I think as Jericho goes on, I think this becomes clear as we get into the 2010s, and we'll talk about it because I think he's, he comes up again in 2010. I feel like he's the guy they put into these matches to kind of run the match, to kind of call the spots and run the match. I don't know if he was doing this here, but this is extremely memorable, this beginning with him, especially because Shawn Michaels is number one. He's waiting for Jericho. Jericho comes up from behind, attacks him, bloodies him, and then tosses him to kickstart their feud. I love that. That is that's, a, that's an incredible piece of business. But then he's also extremely active for the entire thing. He's bouncing around. He's jumping up and down. He's doing all kinds of near eliminations. And you're, you're cheering for him to get tossed out. You don't like Jericho at this point. So I, I think this is very strong. Um, I'm going to put it at the at the top of the Bs. Um, it's veering A, but it, it could be in the Bs. But it's just it doesn't get beyond that point. He is out somewhat early. But I, he is the guy I think about when I think of the 03 Rumble. He's one of those guys. 2004, I don't want to talk about it. It's Benoit. It's S. Okay? And that's the last we'll say. Um, I'm not one of these guys. It's It's a weird thing with Benoit. Because I'll go back and I'll watch the matches. I was never a big Benoit guy. And that's not me just trying to disassociate later. I just never was. I was happy when he won the world title. But it just never, there's something that didn't click for me with him. Maybe I knew he was a murderer. No. Um, I, it's a funny thing because I just watched the role of WCW. And it didn't bother me as much to watch him there. And I think it's because he's so much smaller. He almost looks like a different person. It's almost like you're watching a different person there. So... Yeah, I mean, his performance is great throughout. He he doesn't hide. He does kind of like veer out a bit in the middle. And I'm talking about it. But but um, yeah, it's not that I don't like talking about it. It's just what is there to say? It was a great performance. Let's leave it at that. Um, 2005, it's Benoit again. Uh, he comes in number two. He lasts 47 minutes, 26 seconds, two eliminations. Uh, Bob Hawley, Hassan, but that was with everybody. And he's tossed by Batista and Flair. He finishes sixth. Uh, to me, this is probably closer to D tier. I'm going to put it. I'm going to put it um, just behind Davey. I just don't think he adds. I like this match a lot, but Rey Mysterio is way more interesting in this match, and he's in it almost as long, not quite as long. Edge is more interesting. Cena and Batista, or the winners, are more interesting. So I think that's that's okay. All right, 2006 is uh, an interesting one. Because there's no way in hell this guy should have ever won a Royal Rumble. Not everybody has to win. Like, if they had just done right by him in 2005, Rey Mysterio, and made him the Iron Man instead of Chris Benoit, that's conceivable. I can conceive that he can he can hold on and win. 
it's hard to, to watch him beat all the bigger guys. He comes in at number two in 2006. He's last 62 minutes and 12 seconds. So he beats Benoit's record from 2004. We didn't even talk about it, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, he eliminates six guys, uh, Triple H, Simon Dean, Psychosis, Rob Van Dam, Super Crazy, and then finally Randy Orton for the win. And he wins. And it's just hard to buy a guy so small. And I don't want to discriminate against him because he's small because I'm inclusive. But it just it, it stretches believability that he could win an over-the-top rope battle royal. It reminds me of 2018 when Adam Cole has to get thrown out and it, it's awkward because he has to jump. That's kind of how I feel about Rey Mysterio. Just sit on the ground. Let someone try to pick you up. Hold on to the ropes. You know, Try to win that way. But the worst part about this run is that he's in there for 62 minutes. And the problem is, is that he's, he's invisible for a lot of it. You just kind of lose sight of him. You lose track. It's just not, it's just not there. So I, I'm going to be nicer than I think and put it at the bottom of the sea. Um, if it was on the results, it'd probably be the, the worst, but we'll see. 2007, you'll forget it, but it's Edge, number five. He lasts 44 minutes and two seconds. He has five eliminations. He eliminates Ric Flair, Kenny Dykstra, Super Crazy, Jeff Hardy, and Viscera. And he's finally tossed by Shawn Michaels. He finishes third, though. He's the uh, second to last guy to go out. You get the whole rated RKO stuff. Uh, Edge is solid here. Yeah, he's just solid. I would say Edge from 2005, 2006 to 2011, when he retires the first time, is solid. I don't know if I want him as the world champion, but he's solid. And that's a, it's very good. That's what he represents here. So, again, let's put it in the Cs. I'm going to put it one ahead of Ray, and we'll see where it goes. 2008. 2008's hard because all anyone remembers about 2008 is that John Cena came back and everybody was surprised. Right? Um, but it is what it is. 2008 is uh, at number eight. Batista, he lasts 37 minutes and 46 seconds. He has four eliminations. Tommy Dreamer, um, Umaga, Kane, and Mr. Kennedy. He's eventually tossed by Triple H. Uh, he finishes third, though, so he's in the final three. Uh, he's the face. He's the face of this Rumble. He's the one who keeps you invested and keeps you interested throughout. They do a really cool thing with uh, where they start with Michaels and Undertaker, who are the last two the year before. But Batista's a good stabilizer in there with them because I don't – Undertaker and Michaels just aren't quite there. I love the story of Michaels kind of following Undertaker around and trying to kick him out as soon as he can. And he does. And then gets thrown out right away. I think it's by Kennedy. Uh, but Batista's that stabilizer. And he's a legitimate shot to win at the end too, which is always interesting. I always want the guys at the end um, that are going to be there at the end to have a legitimate chance of winning. So I believe it. I don't like when Fatu from the head triggers in the final. To me, it's just something off with that. Um, but that being said, it's not spectacular. So I think we're still in the C and I think he'll go one slot ahead of Shawn Michaels. 2009 coming in at number seven, uh, is triple H. He lasts 50 minutes. He's, uh, he tosses six guys, uh, John Morrison, Kozlov, Vladimir, Vladimir Kozlov, uh, Teddy Biasi Jr., The Miz, Cody Rhodes. What? That's his favorite wrestler. And Brian Kendrick or D Brian Kendrick. And eventually he's tossed by um, Randy Orton. So Triple H is the runner-up. And I know I give Triple H a lot of grief. I think he's excellent in this match. Um, because the story of the match is one of my favorites. It's Orton and his cronies doing the whole thing so that Orton can win. I love that shit. But, uh, but 
they need someone to play off of. And Triple H is legitimate enough at this point to play off of. In fact, you know, get the final four is Triple H, um, Co uh, yeah, Cody Rhodes, Teddy Biasi, and Randy Orton. And Triple H has to fight through Cody and Ted, and he does only to get tossed by Randy. I really like that performance. I think Triple H is really good in this. I, I would, I would say it's probably his second best uh, Rumble. I think he's really good in the 06 Rumble too, but he's a he's a worthy opponent for Orton here. I'm gonna go B tier, um, one below 2002, I guess, because I got to move Brett. Brett's got to move to the bottom of the B. I'm sorry, Brett. It's nothing personal this time, but I just think these are all more impressive than you in the first one. All right. Uh, 2010, the uh, Iron Man is number, comes in at number 19 is John Cena. He lasts 27 minutes and 11 seconds, eliminates four guys, Shelton Benjamin, Yoshi Tatsu, Kofi Kingston, and Batista. He's tossed by Edge. He's the runner up. And I think they do something really interesting with Cena here. And they'll figure out how to do it with Reigns later. In, and what that is, is have the guy at the end that the people really don't want to win him, Roman Reigns, and then have the guy that like you're worried about the pop, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe get an extra little pop because of throwing out Cena, and that's what happened here. He's good here though. Um, I like that he he's got some nice moments. The most memorable one, kind of almost, is he's a peripheral of it. So he comes in, and it's a standoff with Michaels, Triple H, and Cena. And then Michaels super kicks Triple H and throws him out. And then Cena tries to throw out Michaels. Cena's the one who eliminates Batista after Batista tosses Michaels. This is strong. It's it's strong, but again, it's not like you're not making or breaking this match on it. In fact, like when you think of this match, you don't think of this, right? You think of Punk at the beginning. You think of Triple H ruining the Punk thing. You think of Triple H ruining my life. You think of uh, the, the Michaels story. And you think of the Edge return. So I'm thinking this is probably in C also. Just wear and see. I think I had a Michaels below Batista makes sense to me. 2011, 40 guys. Good Lord. Uh, number one is CM Punk. And he lasts for 35 minutes and 21 seconds. This is in the new Nexus uh, area. Uh, this is probably the best part of the match. This match is way too long with too many guys that you don't care about. But you care about Punk. He's got seven eliminations. He eliminates Daniel Bryan, John Morrison, Mark Henry, Chris Masters, Tyler Rex. I uh, hope I'm allowed to say that now. Kozlov and R-Truth. Uh, he's eventually, of course, he's tossed by John Cena. That's before the John Cena and Hornswoggle comedy hour that follows that. Where they're running around the ring. He finishes 20th. Uh, it's a hard one because the match isn't very good. Um, he's good in it. They're trying to tell a story with like the new Nexus beating guys up and letting Punk toss them, which I like. I like that. I mean, I, I hate to just kind of keep doing this, but it's going in C also. And I think, yeah, probably just ahead of Michaels. So, yeah, maybe we'll have to reevaluate that. But that's how that is. Okay, uh, number 12, 2012. Uh, see, and then here you're, you're starting to see a pattern here, right? So earlier, the numbers were everywhere. It was like number six, Rick Martel. Number three, Ric Flair. Uh, you know, like guys from everywhere. 2011 is number one. 2012 is number one. 2013 is number one. 2014 is number one. It's always now. It's just who's the number one guy? Because you could – you're talking about making a star three ways. You can kind of make a star the fourth way by making someone number one. You know, that, that does something too. But again, the, the more things you pile on one person, and we'll probably get to this when we get to our final one, the more things you pile on one person, the less impressive it becomes and the less everyone else benefits as a consequence. 2012 is The Miz. Um, I mean, Miz is, Miz is Miz. You know, he's not good. He's not bad. He's... 
doesn't hurt the business, doesn't help the business. He's just a guy who's there. He's there and he's God, he likes wrestling. He lasts 45 minutes, 39 seconds. He tossed out two guys, Alex Riley and our truth. But I'm gonna say he's number one, and these are the two first guys eliminated. And then he spends basically 40 minutes doing nothing. He's tossed by the big show and he finishes sixth. This is in the running with Triple H as the worst one and test. I'm gonna put it one spot ahead of Triple H. I you know what? I'll put it ahead of Ben Wantu. Um, it, in the D tier because he just doesn't do anything the rest of the match. He's just not interesting. This is not a good Royal Rumble. It's the comedy Royal Rumble. I'm glad he's not doing comedy because I can't imagine Miz is funny, right? Um, like, you know, when someone who's not funny tries to be funny, maybe I'm doing that now. I don't even know. All right. 2013, number one, Dolph Ziggler, who lasts 49 minutes and 47 seconds. He's got two eliminations, Chris Jericho and the Godfather. He's tossed by Sheamus. He finishes fourth. He's good. He's he's number one. Jericho's number two. And they kind of continue their little... Or is that in 13? This is 13. Yeah. He's number one. Jericho's number two. So they continue their feud. It's it's good stuff. It's fun stuff. Jericho's good in this too. Ziggler feels like he's about to break out, but he doesn't do a ton in the match. So I'm thinking... I'm going to put this between Cena and CM Punk in the C tier. So you can kind of see in this area, they, they don't, it's almost like they've forgotten how to do the rumble, right? Like 2008, 9, 10 are, are great, but 2011 and 12 and 13 are like, ugh. you're going to see a 14 and 15. They're not good either. It's only in 16. They kind of catch it again. 2014 guy who comes in at number one, CM Punk. Uh, he lasts 49 minutes and 12 seconds, three eliminations, Damian Sandow, Kane and Rusev. But these are the first three guys out. So he's eliminating a bunch of guys. He gets tossed by Kane, who's already been eliminated. He finishes fourth. This is really not a good Iron Man run. It's it's one of the weaker ones. So it's going to go in the bottom here, along with Davey. And I'm going to put it ahead of Davey. Uh, below Vince, ahead of Davey in the D tier. But you could tell he just wasn't in. You could tell he was concussed. And you could tell he wanted out. And as a consequence, well, here we are, right? Uh, 2015. He comes in at number five. It's Bray Wyatt. I was at this one live. 47 minutes, 29 seconds. He eliminates seven people. Bubba Dudley, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, all his friends. The Boogeyman, Sin Cara, Zack Ryder, and of course, Daniel Bryan. And the most egregious part is this is the part. So people, what people forget about the 2015 Rumble, you know, you, you pick an event and you drive and you go from like, I mean, for, for me, it was like a 12 hour drive to get there. And, you know, you know, everybody's cheering for Bryan because everybody wants him to win. But it's not just that. It's that there's a bunch of guys that people like. They like Wyatt. They like Ziggler. Uh, you know, they like a bunch of guys. And all they had, they had Big Show and Kane. It wasn't bad enough they tossed out Brian early. Then they had Big Show and Kane pick up everybody. And everybody, everybody liked and casually tossed them out like a big middle finger. That's more the issue. It's they didn't use people right. Now, Bray Wyatt is actually pretty good in this match. It's just hard to gauge because the match is such a shit show. To me, this is the worst Royal Rumble because it's the biggest middle finger to the fans they ever gave. But he's good in it. Like, I, I like him. And he deserved it. I'm going to put him at the back end of the sea. Maybe that seems crazy, but we'll see. All right, 2016. <laughs> Number one, Roman Reigns. He lasts 59 minutes and 48 seconds. He's got five eliminations. Rusev, Tyler Breeze, The Miz, Alberto Del Rio, and Sheamus. He's tossed by Triple H to lose his title, and he finishes third. This one would be higher 
if he was more active in the match. He's very active at the beginning, and then he takes a nap. The same nap he took at 2015. It's hard to take a nap when you're the focus point of the match, and you're the champion, and you're defending your title in the match. See, this the thing that people forget is that everybody wanted to like Reigns. We all wanted to like him, right? But there's a stretch, and, and, and it's in 2016 is interesting because he's in there with, with um, AJ Styles for a big point. And AJ Styles just brings the greatness out of him, right? But there's too many TV matches where he's just doing nothing and he's lazy in the ring. And this match, he's very lazy. He's, it just, you got to put yourself out there in front. Maybe it's harder for a big guy. I don't care, but this is like a big thing. You want to get over the crowd, you got to work to win the crowd. I don't think this is bad. It's like C or D. It's not B. I'll put him one spot ahead of Ray in the C and it's fine. 2017, Chris Jericho comes in at number two. This is one of the ones I was mentioning earlier where I think he's kind of running the thing um, with, without anybody looking. Um, but um, yeah, so Chris Jericho is an interesting one because he does a wonderful job kind of centering the whole thing, but he's not, you don't remember him as being big in 2017 in the Rumble at all. He's got he's got two eliminations, Sheamus and Cesaro. He's tossed by Reigns. He's in the final four. He finishes fourth. But it's completely not memorable, and the Rumble is not very well received. So because of that, he's going at the back end of the sea. And, uh, yeah, that's how it is. 2018, we got two. Uh, let's deal with the women first, an Iron Maiden, if you will. Uh, she comes in at number one, Sasha Banks. 54-46. She's got three eliminations, Vicky, Bailey, and Trish Stratus. She's tossed by the Bellas. She finishes fourth. I think she's super active in the match. I think this is a really great one. Um, it's not A tier. It's close. Uh, I think she really centers the match well. I'm going to put her one. I'm going to put her ahead about. I'm going to put it at the top of the B. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it at the top of the B. If I can move Jericho. I don't know why I can't move Jericho. Um there you go. She's at the top of the B because I think she does a really great job controlling the match and giving us someone in the match at all times. Now, the women's one was, especially the first women's one, there was always someone you cared about in there at any given time. But she was very strong. She was very, very strong here. I liked it a lot. Uh, on the other side of 2018, which I think is an excellent rumble, the Iron Man is number two, Finn Balor. Uh, 57 minutes, 38 seconds, four eliminations, Baron Corbin, Aiden English, Rey Mysterio, Dolph Ziggler. He's part of the uh, old guard versus new guard. So it's like um, Nakamura, um, Finn Balor. Uh, I forget who the hell's on the other end of that now. Somebody else against Cena, Mysterio, and Orton. Who the hell was on the other end? I forget now. It doesn't matter. Um, but I, I love that era aspect of it. He lasts a long time. He's tossed by John Cena. He finishes fourth, so he makes the final four. He's not even the demon. I got, Otherwise, he would have won, obviously. So um, this is good. It's solid. It's a good rumble. I remember him being interesting in it. Uh, so I think we're dealing with bottom of the B for now. I'll put him one spot ahead of Brett. I think he's one spot ahead of Brett. This is a really good job. Uh, 2019, let's deal with Natalia first. <sighs> Natalia's boring. I'm sorry. I just don't. Solid. I'm sure she's a lovely person. She's attractive too. I don't want to watch her wrestle ever again. And she's number two here. She lasts 56 minutes and one second. She lasts, you eliminates two people, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. She tossed by Nia Jax, finishes eighth. What are we doing? It's it, it's nothing interesting. She's going in the D, and I think I'm gonna put her ahead of Triple H. I'll put her ahead of Benoit too. There we go. But below the Miz, 
it's just not that interesting. And that's the problem. It's, I think that's the problem. Uh, contrary to that in 2019, um, Seth Rollins is the men's. He comes in at number 10. And again, again, why do we have to give him everything? Comes in at number 10. He lasts 43 minutes, three eliminations, Elias, Bobby Lashley, and Braun Strowman. And he wins. It was the right call for him to win here. I don't know why he had to be the Iron Man. Also, I like when the winners last a certain amount of time, but it doesn't always have to be super long. Um, this is fine. It, I think it's C tier. Um, he wins, so I'm going to put him ahead of guys like Batista and Cena. It's his rumble. Yeah, let's put him there. Behind Perfect, ahead of Batista. Uh, and, yeah, I, I don't really have too much else to say about him. It's Seth Rollins. You know what you're getting. Jan! All right. Uh, 2020. Uh, two interesting ones here. Uh, number uh, – so on the women's side, the Iron Woman, the Iron Maiden is Bianca Belair. Uh, she lasts 33 minutes and 20 seconds. She has eight eliminations. So Alexa Bliss, Molly Holly, Nikki Cross, um, Mandy Rose, Candice LeRae, Sonya Deville, Dana Brooke, and Tamina. Uh, she's tossed by Charlotte. She finishes 15th. They're really just trying to give her some shine here at number two. But this is quite good. I, I'm look. I've, I've made my point quite clear about her a lot. That I'm just not as on board with Bianca Belair as, as everybody else is. But people love her. Um, I'm gonna put her at the bottom of the B for now uh, because she doesn't last longer. But she has a great impact, and I really think this is a this is a really great step for her to come in and do this. Actually, this. This was the most I ever liked her in anything up to this point. I was like, well, you know, I hadn't liked her matches that much, but I really liked her doing the power stuff in the Rumble. You know what? I'm going to put her ahead of Brett um, and maybe ahead of Finn. Yeah, and I'll leave Triple H there. Out of respect for Triple H. You know me. I'm all about the respect for Triple H. Uh, so Bianca Belair, B, B tier for 2020. But also in 2020 um, was Drew McIntyre on the men's. So he wins. He, he he comes in at number 16. He ends Brock Lesnar's reign of terror, which is amazing. I love that. I wish Brock was the uh, Iron Man so I could talk about him. But Drew lasts 34-11. He eliminates six guys. Brock, okay, with a big Claymore. Ricochet, Miz, um, Rollins. And they do the great thing at the end where they bring Reigns in at the end. You think Reigns going to win, but McIntyre pulls it out. Uh, he wins it. So this is a great example of doing well. This is an awesome rumble. He's good at it. He's active. I think they give him a bit too much. But he's active. He's interesting. We're going in B tier for this. And I think I think he might be the head of the B tier. Like, like I, I try not to weigh too much because otherwise you can just you could just rate it by time, right? You could say, like, okay, whoever lasted the longest is number one. But it's what you do with that time that matters. So he's in there 35 minutes. I think that makes an Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like Shawn Michaels is like 38 and he's there the whole time in 95. So I think at 34, I think it's it's a respectable number. And then when you put in all the stuff he did, the interesting stuff he did during the match, the winning, the standoff with Brock is great. The way he comes in and he's like, I've been waiting for this forever. It, it's a really well-booked thing. And I think he deserves to be up there. Um, okay, let's do 2021. Let's do Bianca first. Uh, she comes in at number three, Bianca Belair, 56 minutes and 52 seconds. She has eliminate, uh, four eliminations, uh, Bailey, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, Natalia, and she wins. I don't think this is as good as her last one. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's good either. So I'm going to put her in the C tier. Let's break up. Um, yeah, let's break up Batista and Cena and put Belair here. I, whatever. I just don't get her. I guess I just don't get her. Uh, next, again, we have two. Two. And I think we're going to have a contender for number one worst here. And that is uh, the guy who comes in at number two of the match. He doesn't win the match. 
Randy Orton is in there for 56 minutes and 20, 52 seconds. Almost an hour. Zero eliminations. Who, who has zero eliminations in an hour? What's he doing? I'm not rewatching this to see it again, but it can't be good. Here, this picture is a picture of failure, and he's going at the bottom. I love Randy Orton. He's become one of my favorite in-ring guys, but this was terrible. And then the winner uh, comes in at number one, lasts the same amount of time, 58 minutes and 30 seconds. Um, uh, you know, he's got three eliminations, uh, that being uh, Randy Orton to win, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, and that's Edge. I don't know why he had to be number one for this. Here's a perfect example of like, why we have to give him this and the win. Why? Put him in near the end. He's not interesting enough for an hour. He's never been that interesting for an hour. I love Edge in some instances. Like, you give me Edge and Mick Foley from WrestleMania 22, love that shit. Give me any of the Edge and Christian tag stuff, love that shit. You give me the blood feud with Matt Hardy, I love that shit. Like he he's there's niches for Edge that are really good. You you give me Edge pinning Beulah with her legs over her head and thrusting. Love that shit. Edge for an hour selling and not doing that much at a rumble. I'm sorry, it does not fly for me. I'm going D tier with this. I'm gonna put him behind Austin and Vince. 2022, baby. Bianca Belair again? Of course. Because they have to give her everything. Uh, she comes in number eight in 2022. She lasts 47 minutes and 30 seconds. Only one elimination, Natalia. She's tossed by Charlotte, finishes third. To me, this is diminishing returns every time. It's every time it's diminishing returns. Look, you notice the first time she came in, tons of eliminations. Second time she comes in, she wins, less eliminations. Now she doesn't win, less eliminations. So they're, they're kind of like scaling her back every time she's out there. So let's take let's take Bianca and put her at the bottom of the sea. I don't think it's bad. And 2022 men, you're not going to remember who it is because it's hard to remember because it doesn't matter. Uh, it's uh, he comes in at number one, of course, and it's AJ Styles. Last 29 minutes and six seconds, he eliminates six guys: Shinsuke Nakamura, Austin Theory, Bobby Roode, Ridge Holland, Sami Zayn, and Omos. He's tossed. He's tossed by Madcap fucking Moss. Finishes 17 from this thing. It's good. It's completely forgettable. And that means it's C tier. I'm going to put it ahead of Miz behind Bray Wyatt. And then on the other end of 20 of, um, of uh, 2022, you get Rhea Ripley. And so I just went off on Edge. It's like you don't have to give him everything. Well, in this instance, see, Edge is established for years. He's already a main eventer. This is the match that put Rhea Ripley on, like she was already on the rise, obviously. But this is her like breaking through and becoming that, um, oh shit, I'm not talking about 2022, I'm talking about 2023, of course. Duh. She's so good in 2023. Um, I, I would have talked about Liv first, but whatever. Uh, I think she's so good in this match. She lasts 61 minutes and eight seconds. She eliminates seven people. Uh, Liv Morgan to win, B-Fab, Oscar, um, I said Rachel Green, Chelsea Green, Raquel Rodriguez slash Gonzalez, Michelle McCool, and Nia Jax. Look, I, I it's not S-tier. I think it might be the top of the A-tier. Rhea Ripley's pretty special, and uh, this was a really clear indication why. Liv, on the other hand, um, was number two. Um, 
She lasted the same amount of time, 61 minutes and eight seconds. She eliminated Bailey, um, Nia Jax with a bunch of people, and Nikki Cross. She's the runner-up tossed by Rhea Ripley. I, look, it feels like Rey Mysterio. It feels exactly the same, except she didn't win, so she's going one spot behind him. She just didn't do that much. And again, it stretches the believability. And now we have one left. And for someone who is not as high on the new stuff as everybody else, I've got to give it to uh, the guy who entered. I don't know why I didn't enter number one. Number one, Gunther uh, in 2023. 71 minutes and 40 seconds. Five eliminations. Sheamus, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Drew McIntyre, and Booker T. This is tossed by Cody Rhodes, the runner-up. Maybe he should have won. I, like, you know, with all this talk of, like, who's going to end Roman Reigns' uh, run, maybe Gunther. I, I don't think Gunther's out of the question. I think he's that good. This is such a good run. He anchors this whole thing. The match is very good, but he's next level. This is an S-tier for me. I'm going to put it uh, behind Austin and ahead of uh, Chris Benoit. So this is the final. Let's go bottom to top. So we got Orton in uh, 2021, Test in 2000, Triple H in 96, Benoit in 05, Natalia in uh, 2020. <laughs> Maybe it's 21. I can't remember this point. Miz, 12, Bulldog, 95, Punk, 14, Edge, 21, McMahon, 99, Austin, 99. That's the D tier. And Austin McMahon, they're almost punished, really, because they're just not there for most of the match. And then you got Bianca Belair, 2022. Chris Jericho, 17. AJ Styles, 2022. Yeah, two. Bray Wyatt, 2015. Liv Morgan, 2023. Rey Mysterio, 2006. Roman Reigns, 2016. Edge, 2007. Shawn Michaels, 95. CM Punk, 2011. Dolph Ziggler, 2012. John Cena, 2010. Bianca Belair, 2021. Batista 2008, Seth Rollins 20, uh, 2019, Mr. Perfect 89, Bam Bam Bigelow 94, The Rock as the top of the C tier in 1998. In the B tier, Bret Hart hanging on 1988, uh, Bianca Belair from uh, 2020, 2020, that's right, uh, Finn Balor from uh, 2018, Triple H from 2009, Steve Austin from 2002, Bob Backlund 93, Chris Jericho 2003, Sasha Banks. 2018, maybe I'm being too nice to the women. I don't know. The Iron Maidens. Basically, I like seeing Iron Maiden. Uh, Drew McIntyre, uh, 2020, rounds up. The, he's the top of the B. The A, not many left. Ted DiBiase, 90. Kane, 2001. Rick Martel, 1991. And topping off the A, Rhea Ripley, uh, Rhea Ripley, 2023. And then the S tier, uh, Voldemort, 2004. Gunther, 2023. Steve Austin, 97. And Ric Flair, 1992. So there you go. That's the tier list for the Iron Men, Iron Maidens. Where did I get wrong? Please follow me at Aaron D. Justice on Twitter. You let me know what I did right, what I did wrong. Please subscribe to the feed. Check out everything North-South Connection. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Fuck, let's rumble. Oh, fuck. I, here's the problem. The button, the button doesn't, you hit it, you have to hit it twice.